Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Two guys who don't mind a little Flying Dutchman on their plates and in their bellies. What's up, kids? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Animal Style Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. Now I know what a Flying Dutchman actually is. So wash. And on this episode, Google doesn't want your budget. Twitter (laughs) needs your budget and indeed is apparently losing your budget. Let's do this. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Just one of the hiccups uh, that you get on the live show. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We restarted because uh, we forgot to push to record. Yeah, we being me. Yeah, yeah I was I was being nice. I, I haven't was, had enough beer, apparently. I got your back. Fuck. I got your back Thank on you. that Thank one. You. All right. All right, kids. Well, we are here live at TA Week, and we are just having a great time here in the Qualify booth. Yeah. Uh, the Qualify team, Basin Indy, like us. Great startup story. Uh, went to the zoo. Yes. On Monday, saw koala bears, saw giraffes, <laughs> saw elephants. elephants, meerkats, all the things that you see at a zoo. But what you want to see at the zoo is you want to see your friends and you want to create content because it's all fun. It's all rich. Lots and you want to be close and you want to be close to a bar. Yes. We had all yes. of this. We had all this. Michelada. Miracles were flowing. Michelada miracles. The zoo uh, this week. Also, Chad, you see the magic of procreation at the zoo sometimes. <laughs> and we were lucky enough to see what we dubbed the banging wallabies. Yes. Uh, making more wallabies, apparently. And uh, we, we figured out that in our next life, we're going to start a band called the Bang, Bang Wallabies. <laughs> and we're going to hope to open up for the NXS reunion tour uh, at some time in the future. So that was that was great fun. What else have we done here in sunny San Diego? Well, once again, with the Qualify crew, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see... Not to mention the all the the alcohol that we have available, which is why we're doing we this for a second time. Jesus yes. Christ! We are. Yes, no, we had a great the the first night zoo went out to eat had some had some uh, had some gummies. Tio Leo's. If you're in San Diego, hit up Tio Leo's. Oh yes. If you like lounge singers, oh, yeah. we're talking about top shelf lounge singers. Great food. Have a gummy while you're at it because. It's good. And everyone gets their own little thing of salsa, which I appreciate. I do, yes. And I think I got yours at some point, and maybe someone else's. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were in a state that would make Eurochad look like a depressed patient in a, in a mental institution. Man, I was very you were, happy. You were walking on sunshine, my I friend. I was, I was. Walking on sunshine. Then, then... We were here. We did some interviews yesterday. Had a great day at uh, TA Week. I got to say, and, and you mentioned earlier, the food here is amazing. Okay, for the conference, conference food, food yeah. for conference food, this was this was above par, way above par. It wasn't a box lunch. It was nothing. It was really it was good stuff, and the experience has been great too. It's not yeah. it's not incredibly big. It's intimate. It's the right size. It's it's, it's, the, it's right the right size. size. Just like we like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the lunches are a big thing for me. Uh, I say no the, to the croissant, which if I can, it's uh, never something on my list. I try to make it up for it with the bag of chips. Yeah. They usually come with it, but typically, typically no. But you know what else is good? 
a good VIP sit-down dinner. Yeah. You know, where you sit down, you've Steak, got the bourguignon. Potatoes and you've got the <laughs> And you've got the Merlot. You know what we did? We didn't do that. We did no. the In-N-Out Burger. Nice. Which is so on fucking brand. And yep. I, I can't believe we hadn't thought about it earlier, but our friend, Evan White, and Collab Work. Collab Work, summer. They put it together, and they're like, "What would Chad and Cheese do?" But we're gonna get we're gonna get wristbands. What it's would Chad a real and Cheese do? Homage to the yes. show, like what would Chad and Cheese do? So this is where we found out what the Flying Dutchman is. Now, now the In and Out Burger has a secret menu. Your your favorite secret menu is my off the menu would be the double 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 chopped peppers, protein style, fries well done. Animal style, you can take her to leave okay, it. Okay, okay. And that, that's that's my go-to. Okay, that sounds Fly, like I didn't a lot. Know the Flying Dutchman existed. I didn't either until Omar, our buddy from Jaw Pixel, yep. actually messaged me, sent me a TikTok, and showed me that how they actually cook the burger in mustard, wrap it in cheese, and then put it around. What goes around it? Not a bread bun. No. No. An onion. A cooked onion caramelized goodness was delicious yeah i loved it a little oniony for you a little too much onion okay. for me That's my okay. palate's a little sensitive uh for that <laughs> too much whiskey uh, i guess but yeah that, was, that was a great time big thanks to collab work I, I did mention that uh if there is a hell for me there was a chipotle on the opposite corner <laughs> of in and out and i said if there's a hell i'm stuck in the center and i can't move i just have to look at in and out and, and chipotle there was a del taco next door del taco and a jersey mike's <laughs> yes. at some point so yes either my heaven or my hell depending yes. on how mobile i am but yeah that was that was some san diego goodness yep in the, in the qsr category day two we're back doing interviews having a good time yep. uh tonight we'll go do dinner i mean it's 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 been yeah, it's, bonfire uh last oh, yeah. night Bonf- what's more california than a beach bonfire on the beach with beers and weed i mean it's just like you just can't get away from the weed yeah the kids on bikes <laughs> and skateboards is very california yes. the sun yes. setting in the background uh, very, very, very nice. Amazing. Well, almost as good as a, a, a bonfire on the beach in, in San Diego yes. is free stuff from Chad and Cheese. Kids, if you haven't gone out to chadcheese.com, click the free link. We're talking shirts from our friends at JobGet. Soon to be a new sponsor, by the way, Chad. What? We'll announce that soon, I think. Oh, damn. Uh, Aspen Tech Labs is giving away free beer. Uh-huh. If it's your birthday month, rum from our friends at Plum could be in your hands. And, of course... A bourbon selection from both you yes. and me, sponsored by Tex Colonel. That to me is just manna from heaven. If you can get a blockbuster style Chad selection and a <laughs> cheese selection in your in your bar, you are you are a happy happy person. It's like the manager selection at the blockbuster. Totally. Yeah. No, totally. totally is. So I've got some breaking news real quick for events. Okay. Are you ready? So hit it. So Jamie Leonard reached out. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it, my man. Can you uh, say Jamie Leonard in a British accent? J- no, no. Okay. I can't say anything in a in, in a British accent. Uh, so September twelfth and thirteenth. That's right. Two days, kids. Uh, confirmed for Bicentennial Park in Nashville. Yes, we're going Nash- back to Nashville, Vegas, baby. Fucking Nashville. Anywhere from two thousand to twenty five hundred TA pros, and you got to remember. This is an entirely different animal from all the other events. Sure. Good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't matter. This one is really attuned to have uh, teams, have your your all-day event there, right? You have your bonding, your team-building event. You need an easy button for that. It's called RecFest. Yep. Not to mention Nashville. I mean, come on. And there's Nashville after the show. Yes. And you and I 
I don't know. We tied one on last year. We had a, <laughs> we had a party. Before, we had a bookend of parties before and yes. after. Yes. We'll try to replicate that. Um, I think that you and I should both be considering our karaoke song of choice. Oh, Jesus. Uh, for those that know or don't know, your choice last this past uh, conference was... Michelle from Plum and I, we're going to have to retool. Yeah. We did B-52s. We did Love Shack. Okay. We're going to have to We're gonna have to have see what the next is You're in gonna line. You're going to do another duo? Another I, I think we have to. Okay. I think we have to. I think we owe the people. You owe the people. <laughs> you owe the people. Well, I uh, I went with the Vanilla Ice. Yes, Ice 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 Baby. Ice baby. Yeah. So I, that's going to be hard to top. I kind of brought the house down. <laughs> With that one, because no one, no one running man's like a, oh, snow, (laughs) 12 inches of cheese. That'll be the, (laughs) that'll be the extras. (laughs) Oh boy. Yes, that's exciting. September, uh, we have a full packed tour uh, this year and it's just uh, getting fatter and fatter as we we go go through the show. So we're going to skip birthdays. We'll make up for that. Uh, We're going to skip future travel. I think, I think February we're off. So we get some time to kind of catch our breath, yeah, and then so. March is full, full on. Uh, skip some of our extra shows. Do make sure to go to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/atchadcheese, for all of our video goodness. Some shows exclusively on YouTube. But let's get to topic. Topic. Google for jobs news. Yes. Now, you and I have been predicting for a while that Google was going to offer a pay-per-click solution, which makes perfect sense. They've got the, the engine built. They've got the market understanding what, what all that do. is. It's a switch to say, hey, we got these job postings. Hey, you want better exposure? You want to be on the top of the list? Yeah. Pay us per, per click, and it's, it's magic happening. Seems like easy money. Well, time out. What? You have yeah. multiple sources now telling yes. you that the pay-per-click pilot program yes. that was launched last year has alerted people that the pay-per-click solution is now dead and buried. What do you have to add on that news item? This just makes so much sense. It's what Google does. Everything else that they were doing in the jobs space and ATS, I mean, different types of APIs and whatnot, none of that shit made sense. But this just made fucking sense. And then guess what? It doesn't matter if it made sense or not. They've been having issues with regard to being able, obviously reporting back to the market. They've, they've yeah. seen some drops, I think 6% drop. All I can say is more than likely they said, okay, enough of that playing around shit over there on the job side. Leave the job thing rolling, but we need those engineers. We need those project people over yeah. on areas and projects we know are currently making money and can make more money. Yep. Little surprise from a uh, market perspective. Yeah. Google obviously clicks are down. This to me was an easy sort of billion dollar add to, so. the, to, the, yeah. to the bottom line yep. that they could easily do. Totally wrong. However, similar to Facebook a couple years ago saying, hey, we're going to commit everything to the metaverse. Of course, they pivoted off of that. But at the time, they closed down their jobs offering to send all hands on deck to build a metaverse platform. <laughs> to me, this is very similar in that, look, open AI is a threat. AI is a threat. It's everywhere. We need all hands on deck to focus on that. They've had multiple rounds of layoffs, yep. which means they're a little shorthanded. So from that perspective, it makes sense that they would focus more on the future yeah. than classified ads and making those monetizable. And shout out to Job Board Doctor, who actually said... I don't see this happening. I mean, and again, that was a smart call 
I have no fucking clue how he, he called it, but at the end of the day, this is what Google does. They do clicks. They do pay per click. They do. I yeah. mean, this is just what they do Yeah. and they're not going to do what they do. So, yeah. so there you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, interesting, interesting, but man, that is a, uh. that is, that is a happy dance moment for indeed uh zip recruiter, LinkedIn and many others who I'm yeah. sure have been fearing the uh, inevitable pay-per-click solution from Google. So, uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to them for a little bit of relief on that front. Well, who won't be getting any relief are a couple of companies that are uh, in, in, inviting new CEOs and also saying goodbye to uh, a CEO. HireVue has appointed Jeremy Friedman as their new CEO. He'll succeed Anthony Reynolds. Friedman, former CEO of Schoology, Brings expertise in tech growth. That's Schoology? for the company. Schoology, Schoology is how I read School? that. Okay. Schoology. Yeah, we're going to need. Okay. We're in case you missed it, HireVue specializes in evaluating candidates and matching skills to jobs through video interviews. They tout a thousand plus customers. And in other CEO news, we're saying goodbye to one. Rumor has it that Arno Schaefer is out at Vonk. He didn't get the shot, apparently. After serving in that role since 2021, if you don't know, Vonk is a job advertising and distribution platform, as well as a recruitment marketing service. Chad, your thoughts on all things CEO this week? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and hit Jeremy up real quick. I mean, this is a, a, a guy who has no experience in this space. If you know Schoology or Schoology or Schoology. whatever, whatever the hell they call it, um, they are uh, they, they are part of the Power School uh, platform. Actually, and Power School always felt like to me uh, because I used it with my kids to be able to talk back and forth, communicate with teachers, and look at grades and 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 all that stuff. It always felt like a like a, a early two thousands platform that was built. Just, just for the oh, basics. Oh, it's built for Windows ninety five. Just for it the still basics. Is. Yes, yeah, just for the basics. And in 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 one of the quotes that Jeremy actually said in the article, I mean, it might have been TechCrunch, I think. He thinks that there are easy parallels be, between education and HR, and sure. and just that is the most naive bullshit I think I've ever. I mean, and I hope. Jeremy does well. I really do. But here's the thing, kids. When we see these CEOs come into our industry who have no fucking clue what we actually do, it, it's really disturbing, right? Yep. And then you've got to ask yourself where they were in the draft, right? Yeah. Where, just, how many stars did they get in their uh, ESPN yeah. analysis? Uh, yeah. To me, this says... This is a crappy industry to be a CEO. These are not the A-teamers that are ready to go public, that are ready to, to, to be acquired. These are like the, the bottom of the barrel CEOs. And we looked at ISIMs. ISIM, okay, Ouch. maybe a little mean. But you, my point is that these are not blue chip CEOs that are taking these jobs, which yeah. at a different time there were more, you know, Steve sort of, Lucas sort of at top ISIMs. notch. I mean, that was fucking, that was... That, yeah, that have track records of taking companies public yeah. or, or, or cashing out, you know, sort of big deals. You know, the, the new ISIM CEO, the new HireVue CEO, these are companies that should be primed for IPOs. These are companies that should be big acquisitions yeah. for really big, uh, yeah. really big fish. And these yep. CEOs just do not instill a lot of confidence in me that that is their future. It feels yeah. more like let's try to get to a point where we can get. Uh, a top-notch CEO. So I think it, it's just, you know, I hope that he's successful and we never, I don't think we ever, 
maybe some companies we hope they fail, but most <laughs> yeah. uh, most of the time we want everyone to be successful. So, I, but this does not instill confidence in me as someone who's been around the block a few times. The more interesting story to me is the Vonk, the Vonk news. And we got a shot for that, so we're good. We did get a shot for that uh, <laughs> for the twice my sophomore year. And <laughs> we talk a lot, particularly on the European show, of how difficult it is to go from Europe, have a successful business yeah. in Germany, yeah. Denmark, wherever, and then say, we're just going to replicate that in America. Yeah. And when Vaunt came to our shores, they put together an incredibly solid team of veterans, fucking banner. guys yeah. you know, that we've known for a long time. Uh, it was a very impressive start. Yes. I know that they had nailed down a few really solid partners yeah. and it collapsed very quickly. Um, yeah. People left and we don't know all the intricacies of that, but it clearly underscores how tough it is to have something successful in Europe and then just stamp it in America, yeah. even if you pay for the talent to make it work here. I think, unfortunately, the Dutch just weren't patient enough so you, you get you get a star spangled banner fucking crew over here in the US. Yep. And they start kicking ass, building infrastructure, taking names. I mean, then they start falling off the face of the earth. Yeah. And leaving because overall they weren't patient enough to understand that trying to penetrate the United States is not going to happen over fucking night. Yeah. Now, some of the partnerships that they had, to me, happened overnight. Yeah. Were they generating revenue? Probably not where they, they needed to. But guess what? That shit takes fucking time. Yeah. Education, especially market education, so much. Yeah. So much. Um, they also dropped the ball with Indeed at one time where they stopped the distribution to Indeed because Indeed cut them off. Yeah. Probably too many eggs in that basket as well. Unfortunately, again, Arno, not from this industry, right? Uh, he was a PE guy, so pretty much put in there to, to, to just man the ship. And unfortunately, didn't have the patience to allow the professionals to do their fucking job. So right now, I think what they should do is do one of two things. They either allocate the resources to do what they were originally going to do in the U.S. Yep. and have patience or get the fuck out. One of the two, you can only do one, you can't You can't half-ass this. And they've been half-assing it for at least a year now. Yeah, I think it's an interesting um, sort of textbook case of do you bring Europeans over to America to manage things? Yeah, or no. do you hire Americans yeah. to coordinate with the Europeans? Yeah. And there's obviously some loss in translation. There's challenges there on both sides. Yeah. But it, it's not just putting the product in America and it works. No. Like there's the culture, there's the team, there's so many it's, things it's that go into it. It's the same thing going to Europe. You can't have Americans going into Europe and thinking that that shit's going to work either, right? You've got to have, you know, you've got to go native. Yep. Okay. It's all there is to it. If you're going into Germany, you better have a German team. If you're going into, you know, the, the U.S., you better have a U.S. team. And unfortunately, again, I think a lot of it has to do with patience, and they just didn't have it. E either that or their burn rate was way too fucking high. Yeah. They couldn't have the patience. Well, from my understanding, the, the European business is still pretty healthy. Um, do we know anything about a new CEO or an interim CEO at this point? So from my understanding and, and from messaging back and forth with the Vonk team, again, guys, I hope you get healthy and I hope you get your shit together, man, because I want to see more competition in this market. But Bill Fisher, who uh, 
literally, he's been working more like a CMO. Yeah. Because he's been putting a lot of good shit out. He's incredibly smart. Yeah. Uh, been he's, around. he's the CTO, okay? So a CTO, to be good at marketing, that shit never happens. So they've got a fucking unicorn there. He's going he's gonna to head the ship until they actually put a person in place. What I would say is put Bill in fucking place, okay? The dude is a fucking veteran. Yeah. Put sure. him in place. Put Bill in place and give him some fucking rope. And hopefully he doesn't hang himself. Hang himself. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about uh, Twitter and Indeed. Imagine that. And we're on. And in case you missed it, we are back live at TA Week in beautiful San Diego, recording from the Qualify booth. All right, Chad, we got some news from big industry players that okay. uh, we'll kind of rapid fire and, and sound off on. So ADP has launched ADP Assist. That's huh. creative. A cross-platform solution powered by, you guessed it, Generative AI, enhancing HR productivity and decision-making. It uses ADP's extensive data set to provide actionable insights in various HR aspects and is currently in early release with a planned rollout for all clients this year. ADP Assist validates payroll, simplifies smart analytics, and offers human insights with an AI-based conversational interface. That's all per ADP. Chad, your thoughts on ADP Assist. Big shout out to Jason in PR over at ADP. Appreciate you, you pushing this to me early, my friend. Okay, so we've talked about ADP in with respect to generative AI, but it wasn't about having generative AI. Everybody's going to fucking have it. Yep. ADP probably, let me think, no, more than likely, has the biggest fucking data lake data ocean that any of the systems that we know of that are out there outside the government if yes if they wanted to use and they've got more up-to-date data than the government it's very fast if they wanted to utilize generative ai to help solve pay inequality that would be the system to do it that would be the system if you were cindio right now you would be working with them to be able to actually tap into that right what about learning and development you know skills in the, in the market, you know what's rising, you know what's falling, you know what kind of uh, learning, development, kind of content to be able to serve up. ADP is doing that to, I mean, millions, yeah. millions of people, right? This to me is probably, and, and again, this, this, this press release was very fluffy sure. and kind of like, you know, it wasn't, very biased. didn't really have any, but at the end of the day, as they dig into this, because they had to put out a press release, I guarantee you, just because everybody sure. else is. But we've talked about this before. The secret sauce to all of this LLM is yeah. data. Nobody has more. Nobody has more. Yeah, I, I don't have much more to add to that. Uh, everyone's going to do this. It, it depends on what you feed the beast that makes it powerful or not. And ADP, for yeah. sure, has a, a formidable set of data. My question would be, is this a, a potential new revenue stream for them to have an API where they can feed an ecosystem of this data and what they're finding out to then feed startups or feed solutions that we talk about regularly on the show. I think this could be a whole new business opportunity for them to unleash AI and their data. Did I say unleash? Unleash. Sorry, don't don't want to be too hyperbolic there. But yeah, I think this is an incredible opportunity. We, We typically do not see this kind of innovation from a company like ADP. It's a huge titanic in turning that and, and, and doing things. It took them forever to have a marketplace. It's taken yeah. them forever to do so much. So I think this is really inspiring and the leadership team should be applauded by having this. My question will be, do they take it a ne- another step 
and help power all the startups and companies that could utilize their data in a unique way with generative AI. Yeah, so from my insights and, and, and what I know, they're going to go big on this, right? This is literally just the surface. Yep. They're scratching yep. the surface because they realize, much like our dumbasses realize, yeah. <laughs> that the secret sauce is data and nobody has more data than they do. So uh, whether they have a marketplace with APIs or what have you, I think at the end of the day, if they just solely focus on the fragments of data that they can crunch with, with generative AI, they, they're going to be able to come up with product after product after a data point for the, for the government. Sure. They're going to be able to do things yeah. that nobody else can. Yeah, very impressive. Very impressive. All right. From ADP to uh, your favorite company, let's talk about X. Yes. That's Twitter. Well, yeah, Twitter, X, whatever. (laughs) Friend friend of the podcast, Alex Tchaikovsky, has an update on X Jobs. Uh, They apparently introduced featured job ads. This feature launched on January uh, 26th, displays sponsored jobs at the top of the search results with a blue featured icon. Verified organizations get benefits like a verified badge, priority posts, premium support, and monitoring per impersonation. Very innovative, right, Chad? What are your thoughts? The stupidest shit. I, we've talked about this, and we, they were talking about rolling this out months ago. This is fucking stupid. Nobody, nobody, listen, listen, nobody is going to manage their fucking jobs on Twitter. They're not. You know why? Because they don't have time. As we talk about talent acquisition, we talk about recruiters, we talk about all the way down, nobody has enough time, they've got enough administrative bullshit they have to deal with, and yet, you want them to go into their list of thousands of fucking jobs and say, this is featured, and fuck off. This is the stupidest shit. It's stupid, man. And again, this demonstrates that a dude that obviously you can sell companies, Lasky, the CEO of Lasky, is throwing out shit to hit 1990s version job board shit. It's horrible. While I agree with you, we're also here at a conference (laughs) that sessions are being highlighted that are still talking about pay-per-click advertising on Google. Something that I agree. I remember doing 20 years ago. So if you're (laughs) if you're if you're categorizing this buying audience as it's gotta be innovative or else I'm not buying it. It may be smart to go back to 1999 with your with your strategy. It may be it may be but they smart, can't manage it. smart, but they can't to, manage to like it. keep it simple for the people. The challenge is this is never going to go enterprise. This is never going to go big it can't. scale. It this can't. is this is your Y Combinator companies. This yeah. is the startup that's going to be like, oh, we can be on on X. That's who this appeals to. It's it. it there's no way at its current iteration that's going to be big. Enterprise companies' marketing departments won't touch X. Their job departments aren't going to touch it either. I say they, they, it's fine. It's low-hanging fruit. They'll get some money from it. Nowhere near the $44 billion that they need. I think in our time here at the conference, their time is much better utilized by going against LinkedIn. There's a lot of animus against LinkedIn at this conference. A lot of people want choices, want something else. And if nothing else, at least maybe they'll push in LinkedIn to be more innovative by creating products that might threaten them. Because LinkedIn is fat, happy, and just print money based on its current iteration. But no, 
in the same podcast podcast we have Google for Jobs is not doing pay per click, <laughs> but X is giving you sponsored jobs. I think it's a lose lose for the industry oh, and for most employers out there. It's horrible. Well, it's from horrible. X, let's go to Indeed. Go. So, sign of things guys. to come, possibly. That, uh, Indeed Japan has introduced Indeed Plus, an AI-powered tool to expedite job matching by automatically distributing job postings on various job boards within its parent company, Recruit Holdings, also known as Programmatic Advertising, I believe. Employers can connect with Recruit's Airwork, Applicant tracking system or indeed for automatic postings and charges are based on a pay per click model. Yes, you guessed it. Indeed Plus aims to diversify collaborations with job boards outside of Recruit Group in the future, hoping to enhance job seeking and recruiting efficiency in Japan, possibly elsewhere in the near future. Chad, what are your thoughts on Indeed Plus? Back to the future, kids. It's funny because back in uh, my direct employer days, we actually had like over 3,000 different distribution points, meaning job sites. And we would get jobs directly from corporate career sites and we would O-net code them, classify them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because what we did was we did dynamic, dynamic distribution of jobs that were just relevant to those sites, Without, these guys, what, three sites that they're doing well, it's, this it's a small. It's a rollout that will take it's some a, time, Chad. It's, it's, a, it's a rollout. It's a rollout. But, I mean, this is, this is 2008 yeah. shit. Twitter. This. Sure. It's all 2008 sure. shit. We talked about we this talked with about their tech group. ADP yeah. with generative AI, yeah. and we're talking about you imagine this. Imagine that. Yeah, the Titanic and uh, the aircraft carriers doing innovation. Uh, that the smaller guys aren't. So we talked about Indeed launching their tech network. Um, yeah. I've already heard rumblings about healthcare uh, being piloted or, or starting. Their salespeople are starting to talk about the whole network. Our jobs on other platforms and and sites, destination sites, etc. It is a very old strategy. Um, to me, it's an indication of what Google. Another the four four apocalypse the four horsemen of the apocalypse horseman. as you know a horseman um, are are stressing uh, the business that is indeed and this is another way I think is the traffic really going to matter I doubt it can they sell something new yes so if I'm a salesperson I'm on I'm on the horn with technical companies talking about our tech network uh, if I'm selling healthcare I'm saying hey we're launching a health network and these companies yeah. will pay money. They'll pay the check will get bigger. It's like a price increase at Netflix. People are just going to pay it, and this thing that launched in Japan is going to launch in America at some point. They'll just have these sites, and people will will they'll just they'll they'll bump up their spend, and indeed will make more money at the easiest way possible. No innovation. Let's just have like this smokescreen of innovation and yeah. new new networks and new exposure for your jobs and it's it's all a bunch of bullshit but it has been very effective in the past and it will probably be very effective to indeed's bottom line going into the future in no small part to indeed saying no to pay-per-click advertising <laughs> maybe there was Whew. a secret deal by indeed that said look we'll spend so much money on in, on google ads <laughs> if you just not launch a pay-per-click solution that's stop. a conspiracy yeah. theory. I have no information yeah. on that. I need yeah. a refill. Let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about some union news. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. 
All right, gang, we are back. We are here live from the TA Week Conference in sunny San Diego, California, podcasting from the Qualify booth right here in the Expo Hall. We've got beers, we've got whiskey, and we're coming to the end of our show. Hopefully, we can still Ooh, make it. God, uh, I yeah, hope so. Got to about time for a gummy. I need something. I need a, I need a, a flying Dutchman or something to get me through. All right. Some union news to talk about. Uh, United Parcel Service, popularly known as UPS, Chad, is set yes. to cut 12,000 jobs affecting 14% of its 85,000 full and part-time managers. The move comes wow. after a 31.8% drop, drop in quarterly profit and rising costs from the company's contract with the Teamsters Union, which we talked about at length last year. The layoffs are expected to save UPS approximately $1 billion. Additionally, UPS CEO Carol Tomei, I don't know if she's related to Marissa Tomei or not, uh, different spelling, so probably not, announced the end of the hybrid work schedule. That's right. She's requiring employees to return to the office, not for, not three, but five days a week starting in March. This is a double, double trouble news item for a lot of workers at UPS. Chad, what are your thoughts on the news? Marissa's uh, older sister, uh, she makes about $19 million in total compensation a year. And this is happening, number one. Number two, we saw Sean Fain not just get behind Biden last week, but also sign 10,000 new members into the UAW, right? This to me, this is this is easy. If I'm Sean Fain, UAW expands yep. and, and, and goes right into UPS. I mean, this is finally a time where the narrative of the working class is starting to rise and it's not beating, being beat down, right? If you talk about Tomei's $19 million a year and all these guys who are now out of, out of work, you're going to receive amazing favor, and the next thing you know, you have a UAW or whatever version shop that happens in UPS, right? There, there are expansion opportunities with UAW. Sean Fain is the man to do it. I'm, I'm a lover. I, I love that dude. Somewhere, somewhere Jimmy Hoffa is smiling in oh my his God. grave over the, the Sean Fain. Anyway, it's, to me, it, it just makes sense. The, the, the stars are start, starting to align, and... Tomei doing these things and other CEOs doing these things, they they're they're not paying attention yeah. to the market and what the fuck's going yeah. on. So, so some uh, some some context around Chad's news on the auto workers. So over ten thousand auto workers from thirteen non-union companies have signed union uh, cards with the UAW, signaling a growing movement for improved wages, benefits, and workplace rights in the auto industry. Following the UAW's success, uh, stand-up striked at Ford. GM and Stellantis. Non-union auto workers are organizing unions across the industry with workers at Volkswagen and Mercedes, to name a few, leading the campaigns. The UPS news is, is really unfortunate because last year we talked about their union having a victory in terms of wages, yeah. benefits, and, yeah. and things going on. We recently talked to uh, Kevin Wheeler, obviously an uh, old-timer in this industry that's seen a few things. His comment has really resonated with me that Unions that are winning these cases are on a five-year parole, I think Short was term. his comment. Yeah, Short so term. Yeah. companies are buying time. Enjoy the money while you can until we automate you and and get to cut you. And we're starting to see some of that potentially with, with UPS making the deal and then taking a counterpunch and saying we're going to lay off 14%. 
we're in January. They made that deal last yeah. year when they needed those motherfuckers in the seats, right? They're go. It's going to come back around full circle. They're going to need people back in the yeah. seats again. I mean, we, there's nothing that says self-driving cars and trucks are coming. There's nothing saying now. Maybe the 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 packages and and managing those can be more automated, but drones aren't going to fly and give you packages no. anytime soon. No. So. This is a really interesting news story. I don't know if it's, I mean, to save a billion dollars on this is pretty significant. Um, I believe the stock uh, benefited from the news, which makes makes Marissa Tomei's sister very happy. Uh, Sean Fain again, um, just a, just amazing what he's doing. Even if he goes arm in arm with Teamsters. Yeah, to get UPS into the battle with the car companies oh, yeah. and who else can join this fight. Um, is is significant, and we talked. Uh, we had an interview recently where you, having a union was like the only sort of uh, strength that it, that the workforce had to make changes. So yeah. you and I continue to, to root for the unions. Um, the UPS news is definitely uh, depressing on that on that front, but the the U uh, the UAW news is definitely um, inspiring. This is a push and pull between capital and labor. And we'll see who wins at the end of the day. Without labor, you don't have capital. We don't know who's going to win. But we do know, Chad, <laughs> that you and I continue to win because we've got a cooler full of beer and a bottle full of bourbon, my friends. Live from TA Week, the qualified booth, Chad. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. <laughs>